Welcome to Two Guys, Three Crowns, the podcast that talks about what it's really like to live in Stockholm, Sweden. I'm Sean, and with my fellow American Rodney, we break down the good, the bad, and the just plain weird. It's quite the journey, so join us for the ride. I don't take coffee, I take tea, my dear. I like my toast done on one side. And you can hear it in my accent when I talk. I'm an Englishman in Linköping. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Sean? So what was that originally? <laughs> Before I butchered it, you mean? That was, uh, that was Sting. That's Englishman in New York. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. okay. And do you know why? Do you know why I busted out with Sting? Tell me. Why? Tell me why. Because we have a very special guest today. A guest yes, in the house. Do. A guest in the house. Yes. And he is, he's actually, he's a Brit and he's abroad. He's a Brit abroad. A Brit abroad. And it's Greg. We have, we have Greg with us today. Welcome, Greg. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Woo. You are, um, it's great to have you here with us. Um, I'm sorry we couldn't do anything about the weather. I don't know how the weather is down there in Lynn Shopping, but it's um, it's like they repossess the, the sun up here in Stockholm. Uh, how, how is the weather down there? Super similar experience. It's very wet here today, so uh, I'm just hoping it's temporary, and then we're back on track with summer again soon. There we go. We get our that's the way we get our another additional what five five nice sunny days of real. No. We we'll, we'll have a we're going to keep our fingers crossed crossed for a, a good uh, a good summer. Just don't grope Gro- for sun, and then you're fine. Then you're fine. Don't get and those you can only be happy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm getting a little tired of or, or people that say, "Oh, the plants need it. Oh, the grass needs it. Oh, the flowers need it." And it was like, "No, you don't understand. I need." I need the sun, but uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll let the plants get there get their, uh, they're doing Greg, what brings you, what brings you here to the, the land of, uh, of questionable weather? <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess lots of listeners are probably thinking I should be used to the weather as a Brit. Uh, we're not exactly known for our, right. for our sun, are we? But um, to answer right. your question, uh, I moved out to Sweden just over two years ago now because my girlfriend is Swedish. Well, my now Sambo. Uh-huh. And, um, uh-huh. and we did about two years of, uh, of long distance after originally meeting in the UK. And she was coming back to do some studies here. Um, and so then okay. after, yeah, about two years of hopping on a plane once a month, going between the two, we decided to make it official and move in together. So that brings me to Sweden. Well, a belated congratulations. Thank you. Now is, now she, she's, she's Swedish. She is. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Wow. That's she's from uh, small so, uh, Ah, okay. So you are, you are a, a love refugee. You joined the ranks of the, of the. Of the, of the transplants exactly i'm in good company i think <laughs> yeah there are quite i think there's like well i know that i think american expats i think there's supposed to be like sixty thousand in sweden wow Mental. which i know like i know five of them but uh <laughs> are there now i do have a, a couple of friends uh english friends that uh, a couple that i work with um, a couple of that i met but there's a, a large number of Brits abroad here too, right? I mean, that's a... 
Yeah, exactly. I think that's um, I think that's a fair statement to make. And the impression I get is that we do a bit of an exchange visit between us and the Swedes. So I, I heard a some crazy statistic, like if you counted how many Swedes are based in London, it would make London the fourth biggest Swedish city or something based on uh, <laughs> Swedish population. So I think wow. we have some kind of exchange program set up where we just take it in turns to tag your it and jump across the across the border. <laughs> Now, um, do you, now we, we found you, or I found you, we found you, um, via social media, uh, on Instagram and have seen, uh, saw postings, uh, you have, and I'm going to say it's a very popular YouTube channel. I love the videos that you're putting up. When did that, how long have you been doing that? Well, you're very kind. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say very popular by any stretch of the imagination, but I started um, just over two months ago now. So back in March, I think it was one of these things that happens when pandemic gets on your brain and you have way too much spare time and decide you need some social interaction. And when I can't get it in real life, I turned to the internet and started, as you say, making these videos. Um, originally, the idea was just to, you know, interview other people about their experiences in, in, in Sweden. Um, and then I saw yeah. loads of people like yourself are already doing doing a, a great job of that so I should stay off that territory and then um, I started making these shorts and as you say a, a couple of people jumped in and seemed to enjoy them and and now I can't stop <laughs> yeah now 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 you're in it to win it um, I when you say two months I actually went in uh, took a look at the channel again and I said that can't be right because it seems like you've been doing this for a lot longer I mean you think so <laughs> yeah that's what it feels Just like I was in there yeah, it, it just seems, you know, you seem so comfortable with the media and uh, the way that you're putting it forward. And as I'm looking at YouTube and I see it was like posted two months ago and I was like, but there's got to be something older than that. There's got to be something, you know, I don't like tapping the screen trying to get it to refresh, but it's not. And it's like, well, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun. It's it's a great format. And I think um, the topics that you're that you're covering are are great and interesting for people to to go ahead and and tune in thanks very much yeah you're super kind as i say um i uh, there's no secret history i haven't erased you know after three years of footage <laughs> that's uh, what you see is what there is so uh mm -hmm. lots more ideas to come i hope if uh, if, if if i can find them in my brain <laughs> okay now have, do you have any background with any type of I, I i always get curious when people because we we're we're podcasters and mainly because every time we've tried to do anything video wise, it's, eh, it's kind of a hit miss. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, again, like the, the, the video portion of this, uh, it is definitely a different, a different animal. Um, have you done any type of any like stage work or, or things like that? Or did it just feel like a natural? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. Actually, when I was, uh, I don't know, 12, 13, I did do a little bit of drama. Um, yeah. Back in the days, you know, where everybody either wants to be a footballer, a famous actor, a singer up on the stage. And before that, that, that dream got dashed and I realized that actually I can't act to save my life. Um, I then <laughs> discovered U YouTube for the first time. And I did actually, I should level with you, back then I did create a separate channel, uh, which I really uh, hope does not exist on the internet anymore because the content <laughs> there does not deserve to be seen. Um, but that was many years ago. And I really hope that something has improved since then. Otherwise, okay. it will have to be shut down. <laughs> okay, now, I'm writing a the, note uh, to go in and uh, and check for Greg's, Greg's yeah. old original Secret stuff. Secret accounts. Yeah. Secret accounts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not mm -hmm. saying anything. 
<laughs> but what is the the hardest part of launching and running a, a YouTube channel in a pandemic? What is that like? Uh, it's been it's been super fun. It's been a really nice outlet to have, I think. But um, yeah, you're right. There are it does come with its challenges, and I think one of the things, and and I'm sure this is the same when when you're producing such a high quality show as you guys are, uh, it comes back to you kind of underestimated, or at least I underestimated quite how much time I was going to have to throw into this. Mm -hmm. So I'd been thinking about this for a good three months before I eventually said, OK, let's do it. Um, trying event originally to find a co-host to do it with, um, because I was, as you say, a little bit skeptical about the idea of being able to run the show on my own. And then when I kind of explored all those avenues and found there was nobody that was either willing or had the time to do it, I thought I'm just going to have to <laughs> jump in and do this myself. Um, and I said, you know, two videos a week, that sounds reasonable. That can't be too much time, right? And then I sat back down in front of the computer again and started editing and realized, ah, this is a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, filming it is yeah. one thing. It's having to go back and edit all that stuff that chews up time. Exactly. And you've probably noticed I ramble a lot, so I have to cut out about 45 minutes of me just chatting absolute <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> You'd have like a, like a bloopers reel that's going to be a long bloopers reel. Yeah, I don't think anyone but, would watch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But but it is, I mean, it is, I mean, what you're saying um, with regard to that promoting too, you know, a lot of people just think that, okay, you do what you do, you know, you put it out there, how hard can it be? Uh, then again, you know, it's, uh, there's millions of people doing videos, there's millions of people doing, you know, podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh and I've seen, I've seen people go up and, you know, post one, two, three episodes of something and either run out of content because they didn't really think past three episodes. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, then they start doing TikTok or they're on Twitter. Next thing they know, Rodney can talk all about Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, good, the dark good, I need side. someone that can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, TikTok, speaking of TikTok, you had a, a friend of ours recently that's correct on there our buddy, uh, our, bu our buddy archie yeah correct yeah that's See, right now, we... now our friendship circle is spreading out now we have somebody <laughs> north of the wall and now we have somebody you know west but that was a that was a that was fun yeah it was super fun and it's it's funny that you you mentioned that because yeah it was my 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 sambo who found his TikTok and said oh you've got to talk to this guy he's so funny and then after we did the uh the video that you're talking about together where i talked to him about his experiences in kind of a longer form interview style um after that i then you know, he said oh I've, I've uploaded some clips to my different social medias and then i saw the episode that he'd done with you guys and i thought wow this is yeah. real full circle experience <laughs> so yeah, Archie is good people. And um, what was funny was when we spoke with Archie, they were expecting. And mm. now Archie is Papa Archie. He is. So it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of fun going around there. Lynn Shopping. I don't know, Sean, have you been down to Lynn Shopping? Uh, I've been to a shopping, but I don't think it's been the Lynn Shopping. Okay. <laughs> One <laughs> of the many might have been shippings. The... No shopping, Lynn Shopping, Yen Shopping. Him shipping. That's true. Yeah. Um, the one, and I, I checked with my wife uh, right before we we came on, and I said, "Isn't that the place with the airplanes?" I was like, "Every you know, every time we drive by, it's seeing the you know the the airplanes mounted on the, and that never gets old." I, I think that's one of those things like the little kid in us 
It's like seeing army jets, you know, military jets mounted up on the side of the road. I'm like, oh, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's, yeah. that's, that is lean shopping. And I have to say, um, it's, it's quite surreal when you live here because quite often they, uh, the reason for the, for the jets is because we have the big Saab base just down here. So very often they're testing military mm. jets over the city at random times of the day or night. So you can wake up at 11 o'clock at night and hear some jet go over and wonder if it's time to, you know, hide in it's the cellar or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good fun. That's like that 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 small print on the on the rental agreement for the apartment. Wait a minute, did it didn't say anything <laughs> no about pictures outside right. between the hours of two and three a.m. on a weeknight. Exactly. <laughs> so that's good fun. Now, when you when you went ahead and and, uh, and launched the channel, you said that you uh, thought about uh, you had been thinking about it and started. Like, at least you went ahead and kind of researched it, uh, looked into it uh, a little bit. But what direction do you think? Have you noticed how many like Swedish lesson or Swedish word of the day or Swedish? I mean, there there are so many different. Uh, there's a flood of different of of media out there, mm-hmm. um, of of which uh, the format that you have and the facts that you lift and and, and bring forward. Where do you kind of see this kind of see this going? Are you gonna Are you gonna do a road show? Are we gonna see the Greg Road Show? All over the country. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think people will have enough of me way before that moment comes. Um, <laughs> but, but you raise you raise a good question. I think uh, as I say, when I started, the the thought was, you know, I'll just talk about my experience of Sweden and my experience with the language, and and then I had um, I had 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 a little project that I did with Duolingo a few weeks back too, where they were talking about ah, my my journey okay. as well, which was fun. And so I kind of thought, oh, I'm just going to talk about how I learned Swedish, and then we'll leave it at that. But as you say, it's it's a super saturated market so it feels like uh, there's a lot of people that do it a lot better than i do so I, I i decided after that maybe it was time to branch out wider into some sort of differences between you know, the uk and sweden and, uh, and i notice a lot of my audience is either swedish people based in sweden or people that are new to sweden so it's uh i i guess just trying to find uh, different topics and ideas that i i'm passionate about but that they find interesting as well but i don't have a long-term game plan i really wish i did i get asked that a lot and i have no answer <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, now, you I, say it's a saturated market, but three years ago when I was moving here, I couldn't, it was like two channels that had any kind of real information. And I was living in London. So before, when right. I moved from the States to London, there's all sorts of stuff. There's like BBC content. There's all the YouTube videos of like, oh, the differences between the Brits and the Americans. Mm-hmm. And then I came here to Sweden. And I'm like, okay, where is all that stuff? I need it. They're like, it's dark in November. I'm like, Great. Oh, come on. It's dark at night. It can't be that bad. <laughs> Little did you know. Exactly. Roll on November. Yeah. And after that is like dark in November, dot, dot, dot. And you're trying to scroll down. Okay, but where's the solution link? Where's the solution link? What comes after November? Does it ever end? Yeah. Now, you've been here, uh, you've been here a little over two years. Um, we often touch on uh, socializing. Uh, how the difference, how the different, you know, what the differences are as far as uh, cultural, you know, being Americans moving to Sweden uh, and used to socializing and getting together and spontaneous and barbecues and, you know, parties Back and things like that. Back when we used to socialize, of course. Back when we used to, I mean, how, how do you find that experience or how have you found that experience? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. I think, um, 
as I say, I have the a, a bit like bit like you described earlier. I have the love refugee experience, so yeah. I, I I kind of had some insight into what I was getting into before I came. But having said that, um, I, I, I did find in the first few months it was quite quite difficult to find Swedish groups to be with. And what I mean by that is um, I missed a very small section of my of the story earlier on when I introduced myself. But when I first moved out to Sweden, I said to my girlfriend, I want to live on my own for a very short period of time so that I make my own friends here rather than just, you know, jumping into your circles and, and gate crashing all of your parties and making you right. wish that you'd not invited me. Um, okay. <laughs> and so I so I found this place on Blocket and I was living. It was a, a a place that I shared, a villa I shared with two other. They turned out to be Swedish people, but of course could have been from wherever. I had no idea. Um, right. And um, and then I thought, great, I'm going to go out and I'm going to jump into all of these groups and meet all these people. But every event I went to, every social activity, there were hundreds of expats or internationals who were in a similar boat to me but finding the swedes was a little bit harder so um yeah i i, don't, I, I can definitely relate to the experience of it's, it's 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 a little bit different isn't it in terms of how you socialize and you talked earlier about the fact that um yeah maybe in the states for example it's you can make a plan later today or tomorrow and i think it's quite similar in the uk whereas here there is that stereotype that has some truth about the fact that maybe you need to plan ahead and people know what they want to do with their next week so you need to really kind of get into that groove if you want to be included yeah from for holding like giving people you know enough time to go ahead and uh and check yeah it's been uh it's been a tough and and of course there are groups i mean there are i don't know sean what do you say like four or five american expat groups yeah you know, on, i mean the main Facebook, ones there's like always like really active spinning off and all that but yeah the cross meetup or like the the uh americans in sweden kind of thing yeah. right but and there's a lot of people that move here um that have had the intent to kind of get away as well uh, that don't immediately join, you know, expat groups or, or expat clubs because they want to try and assimilate as best they can, you know, just all in, you know, culture wise. Um, and uh, then they end up finding an expat group to recharge their batteries <laughs> and give, give it another shot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I think um, uh, I think it's a good point. And, and the other thing is, you mentioned earlier, I live in Linköping and here we, of course, have a big university. So my immediate right. thought process was that's the place to go and meet other students that have come from abroad. Not not that I was studying, but, you know, just to try and meet others mm. that maybe were also starting out and, and looking for their group, um, which felt like a good idea at first. But then I realized the friends I was making were on the famous Erasmus program, which meant they were only ever here for six months and then they were disappearing back off to their own countries. <laughs> uh, so I made some great friends for about three months and then had to start again. Uh, start all over. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wasn't sustainable. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you got to have a, a short questionnaire before you actually, before I go ahead and invest in this relationship, I'd like to know, will you be here longer than three months? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Could have done with that. Well, once yeah. you find those friends too, I mean, it's got to be a challenge for you as a, uh, a Brit abroad, you know, because I'm sure in Kent, you guys have a strong pub tradition, you know, that it's, it's always tends to be like the after work, you get out, you go to happy hour. There's this thing called happy hour. It's not just drinking mm -hmm. after work, quote unquote, but that, like, that's where you meet your friends. Like they, you know, you all kind of coalesce, you know, around a pint and then you share stories and all that. But that kind of thing doesn't necessarily exist to that extent here in Sweden. 
No, exactly. And I think the other thing is, uh, obviously, yeah, in Linköping, it's a lot smaller than Stockholm. So the amount of people that are obviously out and about in a similar position are, is, is a lot more limited. We don't have the same kind of groups for, you know, meetups in, in, in the main Instauratoriet or whatever at the weekend. Yeah. So, so as you say, it is a little, little bit more challenging. And I think, um, yeah, in terms of trying to just work out where the, where people are meeting and, and where they're doing things, I remember talking to colleagues at work and saying, you know, what are you guys doing tonight? Is, is, right. is there anything fun on? And the answer was always, oh, we're going to go home and hang out and have some fika. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, well, I can't invite myself to your house, so I need, you know, another, <laughs> another answer here. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and I think that that kind of falls into where uh, Swedes keep uh, work life, and social life uh, very separate. Uh, and at least that's been my experience as well. So I've been told and my experience as well is that, you know, once the workday is over, boom, people go in their different, you know, directions. Uh, back home, you would typically go with the people you work with. You know, you might, the three or four people and just say, look, let's, you know, go hang out. But that, that's not, hasn't been my experience here. It's kind of like, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. see you tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have hours where we see each other, and then after that, I, I don't want to see you again for another twelve. <laughs> You've mixed. I've been having like to you... talk to you for six hours already. You want to go right. talk to me more? No, thank you. Yeah, it's like you have a quota. It's Here's like you the have a quota for that extra hour. <laughs> right. Exactly, and I I can kind of relate to be honest. I mean, for the first year that I was working in Sweden, um, I was I, I was learning Swedish, but I didn't really feel comfortable enough to throw many words out there. So I can imagine it was quite exhausting for them having to work and talk to me eight hours a day in English. They probably thought, Jesus, I want to go home and take a break now. I need to recharge for the morning. So I don't want to see you again. Right. <laughs> Which a perfect solution would have been to go to a pub. Alcohol loosens everyone up. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you had you recently did a um, posted a little video clip, and it was about five things that surprised you about Sweden. Um, and this was, I think, it was number one. You had talked a little bit about uh, work life. Uh, mm -hmm. And the balance of, of, of how it is as well is, you know, when four o'clock rolls around or when five o'clock rolls around, you know, it's like, beep, boom, gone. You know, people are just gone. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I'm, I'm wondering if that, that kind of plays a little bit of a, you know, that, that role there between, you know, work life and, and private life. Uh, but number two on your five list uh, talked about being handy. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I had thought about this before, uh, and I'm reminded constantly when I see my neighbors building stuff. Uh, but it wasn't until I watched your video, you know, that it struck me again, <laughs> which made me feel like, for one, super unhandy, you know, it's, um, but it, it's true. I mean, I don't know how many of my neighbors have built decks onto their houses uh, or, you know, there, there was a guy that you took his entire car apart up in our parking lot and they're real, you know, rebuilding stuff for me. It's kind of like, ah, you know, if I got my screwdriver, I can probably do a little bit of something, but what about you, Sean? Have you noticed that at all? Man, you have no idea. Like I'm probably, I've, I'm pretty handy. Like I can do stuff around the house. I don't touch electricity, but other than that, I can fix most stuff. The problem I have here as we've been texting earlier this week about, 
I have no idea what anything's called or where to get the proper parts. So I don't want to just like slap duct tape on the thing and be like, yeah, it's fixed. Just don't breathe on it. You know, That's but <laughs> coming from South Florida there, you don't do anything. You have a guy to do stuff for you. So you have your windows guy, you have your floor guy, you have every, everyone's right. got a guy, you know, yeah. they're always Cuban or almost always Cuban. You know, okay. and it's that's that's what you do. That's how everything works. You just get a guy and you send a text message out to your text group. Hey, 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 I have a new problem. Yeah. I need somebody's yeah. guy to do something for me. And by the next day, you got a guy for that, too. But here in yeah. Sweden, they're just like like something will, will break something minor in the house. And I'm like writing to the head of the BRF, the, the condominium association. And I'm like, yeah, OK, who is our vendor for, uh, you know, a dish or a, a washing machine? The door just broke on it. They're like, huh? I'm like, yeah, who's the guy? I, who's the guy I talked to about the washing machine? You know what I mean? They're like, uh, no, we don't do that. I'm like, well, now what do I do? So then the right. Google searches go off for a week. And then after after he Googles for a while, then he contacts me. <laughs> then I get an SMS and Sean is like, hey, what's this called? Yeah. What's this part called? This week was the blinds. What are the blinds inside the window called? What do you do that? The string just broke. <laughs> this is amazing though because i've learned something new now next time i have a diy problem rather than spend time on google i'm just gonna write to you rodney and you can sort it out for me or, or tell me someone that can yeah hey you know what's just just go ahead and give me a holler greg i will i will fix i will i know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy <laughs> there you go that's what i need but <laughs> but it is uh and it, it's because i'm talking about major building stuff like I said, I mean, people are, you know, putting down foundations, they're building additions to stuff. Mm -hmm. I can fix like a squeaky door usually, you know, usually, but, uh, but above and, you know, above and beyond that, it definitely may, it definitely makes you feel like, why didn't I have shop classes? You know, when I was growing up, why didn't I uh, have, are you, are you a handy person, Greg? Not really, and I feel like this is why why I first noticed this this difference. Because I remember when I first <laughs> when I first visited Sweden, um, I was I was kind of shocked by the fact that you know if you go and visit some some fat Swedish family for the weekend or something, yeah. there's you're either hanging out together doing having some sort of fika, or of course you're exercising right. together, or you're doing jobs. Um, or at least that was my experience. And I remember yeah. thinking, wow, I've never felt, I, I've never felt so incompetent before. I thought I could you know, <laughs> do some sort of basics, but I really can't. I've got no idea what I'm doing. And then, uh, and then a bit like you said, Rodney, I then started thinking, yeah. well, where is the guy that I ring? Why, why isn't there, there must be a local handy guy you call. And then oh, yeah. it hit me. There's a reason they need four to five weeks summer vacation. Cause there's just because... so many jobs that are piled up to, that need to be done. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's crazy. And then you know, being American, all of a sudden we automatically switch over to liability stuff. Oh, I can't touch that. Yes. That's a liability. If I fix it, somebody's going to sue me, or I'm going to sue somebody, and I'm going to own their house. No, but there's you know, it's like on a whole different scope and scale. Well, that's just it, though. You're talking about people laying foundations. What's the code? I don't know the building code for that stuff. Where's the guy? Give me the guy to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, one thing that that I realized too is uh, I don't know if you guys. You don't call the police like back home. You call the police if there's somebody making noise or there's a neighbor's having a rowdy party, you know, or something like that. You just call the police. Um, and I asked Lynn, I was like, hey, if that guy doesn't turn his stereo off, it was I think it was like 430 in the morning. I was like, I'm either going to go up there and start dancing or, you know, but 
I said, should I just call the police? And she's like, oh, no, you don't call the police. You know, there's like a, and now I can't even remember what the name of it is, but there's like a, a problem phone number that you oh, call. There's God. like like some kind of arbitrator or in-between person, you know, let alone, but I'm down in Nina's home, right? So even if I call the cops and they have to drive down from Yokmok or wherever they're at, <laughs> it's going to, you know, it's going to be a, a couple of days wait. But this, you can't use this problems number for, for fixing your washing machine then. That you have to solve yourself, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I tried that. That's another number. <laughs> um, another little funny thing that, uh, that you brought up was candy consumption. And we have talked about that as well. I mean, that, that's, un, you know, the candy section of the store is unavoidable. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and the candy assumption where Swedes compared to the rest of the world... What was our body, our body weight or twice our body weight or something? Yeah, it was it's something crazy like that. And I'm, there were lots of Swedes correcting me in the comments saying you, you've, uh, you've overdone it a little bit. But I think it was about maybe half your body weight or something. It was a crazy amount of sweets each year. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, see, again, and I guess I guess body weight is kind of. You know, that, that's one of that, that's one of those subjective <laughs> things because half of my body weight in candy could probably kill a small farm animal, um, but uh, but um, what is your if what is your favorite Swedish candy? I knew you, you were going to ask that. I yeah, knew you were going to yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, and I I should have said outright at the beginning here because I've realized there's there's lots of there's lots of stories I've told that maybe give the impression that there's. I feel like Sweden is so different and alien to the UK and it's like this crazy like trend trying to get used to that. It's not like that at all. I love I love Sweden. I love being here. Yeah. And one of the things I love most is the candy. Uh, and that's why it's almost like you're asking me to choose between my imaginary children when you ask me this question. It's just, <laughs> okay. I just want okay. the best orders, but I don't want to have to wait till Saturday to get them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the danger there is becoming an adult with like, uh, with an adult income. And realizing, you know, because I remember being little and visiting Sweden and you got like, I think it was like five crowns. That was what, you know, the, your budget for Saturday. Here's your five crowns, you know, fill up with candy. But, you know, all of a sudden moving here and having a sweet tooth and being able to buy like, man, what could three kilos? I mean, how much could, how much could three <laughs> kilos of candy weigh? Do you have a favorite? Okay, so, so I was going to say, so all Swedish candy, ah, my favorite Swedish candy. I'm kind of a B-lar. I like cars. I like B. Lars kind of my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a safe. It's everywhere. <laughs> you know, I think that if you like B. Lars, your chances of being someplace and not being able to find it are pretty low. But uh, now what about, what about just a Swedish food? What's your, what's your favorite Swedish food? Ooh. Um, well, mm. this is a good question. Um, I don't want to just choose something really obvious i feel like i need to come up with something you know really well don't say kebab you can't (laughs) say kebab (laughs) no exactly (laughs) i mean one thing that i didn't know existed till i came to sweden was ung's pankaka if you've if you've tried that before yes so um the whole idea of baking a a pancake and filling it with bacon was totally foreign to me but uh i'm not against it it's it it was was good and chuck some lingonberry jam on top and we're good to go I don't know. Sean's had Ung's Pankaka. We're going to have to make sure that you, I mean, it's basically a baking sheet or whatever pan, you know, whatever the big baking pan is that comes with your oven. Right. You basically just turn that into like a big Calvin and Hobbes pancake (laughs) thing with pieces of apple and pieces of ham. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't go wrong. And bacon. And bacon. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's Try some it weird up, toppings, man. Yeah. Weird toppings, I got to tell you. But from the country that puts banana and pineapple and curry and chicken on a pizza, kind of kind of yeah. goes right along with it. I'm not sure I can get on board with that trend. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm really trying. <laughs> now, Greg, what about a favorite? You know, we've talked to a lot of people up here in Stockholm, and we've asked about tourist attractions and tourist spots. Now, somebody comes to visit you in Lin Shopping. What or like what would a favorite tourist spot be, or some place that you definitely want to show them? Sure, there's two. There's two that come to mind, and there's uh, one that, that that your friend Archie mentioned actually when we spoke, um, which is we have uh, Gamla Linköping, so the old town yeah. here, um, which is just stunning, and um, it's it's just out in the corner of the in the corner of the city, uh, just just surrounded by some woodland. But they they actually reconstructed mm. different parts of the town and brought it together oh. in this in this new space. Um, okay. And it's it's beautiful. I think apart from Stockholm, it's like the best preserved Gamla Stan that you can visit in the country. So that would be number one. And they have loads of okay. little, you know, like little hard, not hardware stores, but like little handy stores for different yeah. crafts and things, that kind of thing. And then apart from that, just outside the city, we have uh, Berislussa, which is um, mm. on the Yotta Canal. There's a, a right. section of the canal where there's 12 or 13 different uh, locks that go down in a staircase mm-hmm. to the to the to the edge of a lake, and that's yeah. just beautiful in the summer. Yeah. Have yeah, you that's, been? That's awesome. I th- I think I actually had an ice cream there. Nice. I think we yeah I think we actually stopped there and, I mean, sitting there having ice cream, trying to you know watching them do the you know the the sluice part of that was was pretty pretty amazing um and i was gonna i was actually gonna ask you i know the cloetta yes but I, uh, is that lin shopping or is that you know, that's it's, also yeah it's just outside of uh, lin shopping in yunsbrook and then we have uh, in gamla lin shopping there is a cloetta store so i realized after you asked me the uh, candy yeah. question i should have said just throw me in the cloetta store and i can spend <laughs> <laughs> thousands of crowns very easily exactly lock me in yeah exactly lock me in greg thank you so much for for joining us uh, we are going to go ahead and put up uh, a couple of links uh, and we definitely um, you know, people should go in. If you haven't been on, if you haven't seen what, what Greg is putting up, um, take a look. His videos are great. Go ahead and subscribe uh, on Instagram. We are going to keep in touch and, you know, we'll see if we can go ahead and, and do this again or, you know, it might be time for another road trip, Sean. Ooh, more crossovers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Sounds Greg, thank great. you so much for joining us today. No problem at all. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great day. That is it for this week, everybody. We want to give a big two guys three crowns. Thank you to Greg for stopping by. Make sure to check him out on YouTube and Instagram. Just do a quick search for Just a Brit Abroad. We'll put the links in the description of the episode as well so you can check them out. And then come back here next time for more two guys, three crowns. <laughs>